Welcome to motherhood, new mother trucker. Buckle up. Welcome to new mother trucker's first episode. I'm your host, Carlene. Today I'll be talking to my friend, Cody. We'll be discussing about postpartum depression, anxiety, and the importance of counseling. So please take a listen. Um, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm good. Um, I just caught my little guy down. Um, actually, today was a good day. I feel like there's days where, I don't know, you finish the end of the, end of the day, and then you're like, fuck, yeah, that was good. I fucking did it, 100%. I did it. And then there's other days, it's like, it's not even 8 o'clock, and I'm already fucking done. I I totally get that feeling, because sometimes I feel like I'm just like, struggling through the entire day <laughs> yeah barely make it to the end yeah um, yeah and then some days I do feel like super accomplished like yeah, yeah I got an a plus on being a mom today <laughs> yeah and there's days too where it's like yeah this was easy and then uh, the next day I'm like Rick karma really got to me when I said this was easy because <laughs> <laughs> it's hard <laughs> I know I've been actually having that a lot this week because he's finally gotten back into sleeping again and like being able to put himself to sleep good so I'm just like oh yeah I don't know why I was having such a hard time I know yeah (laughs) and then he'll start Um, seething and I'm like oh okay (laughs) he is just over a year now correct yeah he's like two weeks away from being 14 months so it's yeah it's oh, like wow. 13 and a half months crazy how babies from 2021 are already turning a year it's really weird I just like ooh, it was very weird when's your baby turn one again November 14th oh yeah okay yeah so it's like coming up and I my best friend she had her little one she turned a year back in May and mm-hmm. after her birthday party, I was like, oh, my God, I'm so excited for my little guys. So I already started planning and this and that, which is, like, so ridiculous. Like, at the time, it was six months out. That's um, good, though. <laughs> but I was, like, really excited. But now it's, like, kind of getting closer to him being a year. Yeah. And I just wanted to slow down. Yeah. It's yeah. weird. Like, I'm not ready for him to be in that toddler phase yet like I just feel like I just started getting a hang of him being a baby yeah that's but, how yeah. I too. that makes so much sense to me yeah because <laughs> I love toddlers like I yeah. used to always say I would say to my mom I think I'm gonna just like adopt a pre-grown child and she laughed at me <laughs> yes. I mean pre-grown and I was like well like I don't know about babies but I like toddlers Get the newborn <laughs> yeah but now I'm like holy he's not a baby anymore it's just crazy I held a four-month-old baby yesterday and it like immediately brought back all the memories of him being that age yeah but I am I think I'm having more fun now so (laughs) yeah it's a good thing I can I definitely can contest to that like just it's funny because so many people are like you kind of forget what it was like in the beginning and to a degree you do but trying to reflect on when he was 
that newborn stage, it was really hard and like difficult and all these different challenges and struggles were happening. But you get to reflect on it. And it's like, I do really miss you being that small and not mobile. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there were definitely benefits to it. Like going for lunch was somewhat easier yes it wasn't easier because of like how often he ate and how often he needed to sleep but it was easier because he was so much easier to carry around and keep under under control I guess yeah and I feel like too at that age they are don't get bored as easily yeah he would just stare at everything yeah because everything was so new yeah (laughs) now he will literally it's really funny He'll be sitting in a high chair at a restaurant, and if someone's not paying attention to him, he's like going, and then he'll go, (laughs) until whoever it is turns around and waves at him, and then he's like, okay, yeah, yeah, with himself. Oh my god, my guy does that too. I don't know what it is with the fart noises, but like we're not looking at him, and he does it. Yeah, and then it's like, yeah, I did get your attention, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to reflect on how we met again, and I think it was through working with the city with kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember, um, it was like a week of like physical activity and fun, and our last day we got to dress up as superheroes, and we yes. decided to wear our tutus. Yes. Do you remember that? I still have that picture Same. on yes. Facebook, and I, I love, love it. it. it was so much fun it was like I love costumes but sometimes I'm like "Mm -mm, no not today but that was like such a good day and all the kids would be like wait so you're not Batman and Robin you're Bat Lady (laughs) and Robin Lady yeah (laughs) it was perfect yeah it was super fun and yeah we only worked together for a week I know and then we just kind of stayed in touch which was really nice yeah, because I, I worked for the city otherwise, like yeah. doing, um, I did the junior leaders in training with the teenagers. Yeah, I, I did that too, probably after kids. you. Okay, cool. yeah, yeah, so I think we like had the same job, but never really saw each other at it other than that one week. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and we were both at VIU at the same time. Yeah, yeah. But not like, I don't even saw you. <laughs> no it was only it's funny because it's like we had all these different same things together but we never really ran into each other yeah um but yeah I wanted to reach out to you um with this podcast because I like when I had my little guy when he was born I had so many new moms reach out to me just seeing how I'm doing I'm like like okay this is cool they're not asking about him they're asking about me which is nice because I feel like when you're pregnant they always ask about how you're feeling and then when baby's here they don't ask you anymore yes (laughs) so like I said a lot of women did reach out and you were phenomenal with really asking how I was doing and you were very open and um you didn't like bullshit with me you know like some like how we always discussed in our chats like some people say like 
oh, I know it's hard now, but like treasure those moments. And at the time, you really want to say, fuck you for yeah, saying so that to bad. me. <laughs> so bad. It like, I feel like a lot of it is such surface level communication. And but also annoying because I'm like, yeah, I know that you enjoyed that, but I'm in it right now and you probably didn't enjoy it in the moment either. So I would like if you acknowledge that. Yeah. And but why do why why does that happen? I don't you know I, why yeah. people scrape the surface and don't actually talk about I don't know, like the nitty gritty shitty things. Like obviously everything I love my son and love the experience and I wouldn't like change anything but I wish people would talk about their struggles or the challenges that they had because when you talk about it and other people are like oh I love motherhood and I love this part that's great for you but at that moment maybe I wasn't really loving it at that time and it makes you kind of feel alone yeah and it makes you feel like you must be doing something wrong or something's wrong with you because you're like Wait, why am I not feeling like, oh my gosh, my sweet baby? Like, yeah, I, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty similar to you. Like, I love my baby so much. I have so much fun, and there's so many good things. But I'm also like, I've never been so tired in my life. I've never had, um, like I've had depression and anxiety my whole adult life. Um, but then I went through postpartum depression and anxiety and I'm like, whoa, that's totally different. Like I've just it was different. Hey, yeah. I've never had such a weird feeling before. Yeah. yeah. We can talk about it if you want. <laughs> it's up to you. And if you're comfortable with it, I don't want to poke and prod, but if you're um, open to talk about it, I would love for you to discuss it more if you want. Sure. Yeah. I think that this is a good time because then hopefully someone else will listen to it and feel like understood I guess yeah yeah and normal (laughs) yeah yeah because I don't remember what um how much of it I told you but I'm gonna tell you it all (laughs) yeah yeah so it was um when I was pregnant I was nauseous the whole time throwing up the whole time I like could barely keep going and I was on sick leave for quite a few months but my depression and anxiety was pretty much not there at all I was like feeling the best I had ever felt mentally in years and then um my baby was breech and so we were talking about okay we're gonna have to have a c-section um because he's upside down and we booked the C-section and then I started to get high blood pressure and it was like a really, really hot time. It was in July. So I think that that might have been like part of why the high blood pressure happened. But anyways, I had to get an emergency C-section like pretty much a day after we had scheduled the one that was like two and a half weeks away. <laughs> so then I got way more anxious because I'm really like squeamish about surgeries and stuff I had never really had much medical stuff done before so I was terrified even though I wanted a c-section I was like I think I that better than the other way so then um once I was done with c-section I was like oh my god I was worrying for nothing I that was totally fine I would do that again 
it was not as hard as that. Um, but then it was kind of like, I would say a day later, the hormones started to affect me so much that I lost my appetite and I couldn't sleep. And I was having these panic attacks every time I closed my eyes to try and sleep where my entire body shook. And I was still in the hospital because I was recovering from the C-section. And I told the nurses, I'm like, something's like, I know myself. And this is like worse than the worst depression I've ever felt. Like this feels like I'm constantly on some weird drug that's making me like, I, I can't even control my own body. And so, yeah, they... They got a social worker, which was frustrating because the social worker told me to download a meditation app. And I was like, um, I think okay. this is beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they set me up. They were like, well, we can get you a counselor with, and it was like two months later was the appointment. And I was like, it's, I feel like I can handle the emotional stuff. It's more the physical stuff that I really need help with. Um, and I just like, I wasn't getting the help I needed. Pretty much every nurse and doctor would say something like, have you tried taking a walk? And I was like, well, I just had a C-section. So no, I don't know how I'm going to go on a walk. Yeah. And also that does not fix like extreme depression and anxiety. It's like, nope, walks. I totally know when those are good for me. They help me maintain my like good mental health but they're not gonna fix it so yeah it was really frustrating and then um I think I spent two or three days at home with my fiance and the baby and I still was feeling really bad and so I talked to um my fiance and was like I kind of think that I need to go to like the urgent um mental health care because no one's taking me seriously and I'm not getting better. Like this isn't something I can deal with on my own. So he was like, yeah, we'll do that. Cause we both talked about it and we're like, we would like to start from a good place with the baby and not be like digging ourselves out of a hole. <laughs> yeah. So we went and then they um, admitted me to the mental health unit at the hospital nearby for five days. Yeah. Did I tell you that part, Carly? No. Okay. No. I didn't know. I think you're I... telling me now. Yeah. Yeah. I like, um, I told some people, but I didn't tell everyone because it was such a long conversation. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so weird. Like I, I, I had never, I was terrified when I got there because I was thinking of, um, like TV shows where they send people to an asylum. Mm-hmm. I was so scared, but I was like, I know that I need to go here because nobody's really helping me and maybe these people will. And they did like, it was really great. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, yes, we're glad you came. Once your um, sleep and appetite goes crazy, then you need like medical help if you can't get it under control. And I was like, Oh, okay, good. Everyone's made me feel a little bit stupid for coming here, but yeah. Yep. So, uh, so why wasn't that like referred to you in the hospital when you just gave birth? I know because this is, I feel the same way. It's really frustrating. And 
that's kind of why I feel like I always want to reach out to people now because it's like no matter even if you're just having a hard day it's like I would rather be someone that helps you than have you go up against a bunch of people who give you useless information yeah so yeah it I was I remember being in the shower at the hospital and there was this um like this big poster on the wall about resources for new moms and there was one section all about mental health yeah and so I was like oh okay good like I must be in the right place and I was also at like what is considered to be the best hospital in Calgary for giving birth so I was like yay these people help me like it's no big deal um especially because I kind of because I had depression and anxiety I kind of expected to have something go a little bit off with that so I wasn't scared at that moment I was like okay I feel weird but there's help but yeah that's when they sent me that social worker who came and she asked me she did like the um like an assessment on me but she was kind of more focused I I found that most people were more focused on are you going to um are you suicidal or are you gonna hurt your baby I was just gonna say let me guess the safety of the baby yeah and I was like I kept telling people I am not there at the moment but I know when I'm getting to like my end point And I'm so close to that that I'm going to ask for help before I get there because Mm -hmm. I have a baby to take care of and I don't want to get to my worst when I have a baby to take care of. Yeah. And yeah, I was lucky that I think it was probably like the sixth um, healthcare professional I talked to that actually helped me and it was in the urgent care and she was like, yeah, she was like, I am taking you seriously. I want you to know that. She's like, you might have to wait two hours or whatever because there's people with broken legs and all of this other stuff going on. But I'm taking you seriously and I'm going to help you. And she Aww. put together like a big envelope of information and was like, take this to the hospital and don't let them turn you away, <laughs> pretty much. Aww. Yeah. Um, so how many, so you said you talked to different healthcare uh, professionals. I'm yeah. assuming like nurses and doctors, anyone like outside of that realm? Uh, pretty much nurses, like my maternity nurses. Yeah. Um, there was, I don't even remember. Oh, this one doctor that was in um, the emergency room. And he, he was like, he was the one that told me to go for a walk. And I was like, oh my God. He's oh like, I, my God. Yeah. He said, I have kids and like, I get it. I get it. My ex-wife had a hard time, but you know, sometimes you need fresh air. And (laughs) the only reason I didn't like yell at him was because he had already um, called the, oh, I always get psychologists and psychiatrists mixed up, but yeah, whatever one of them came to help me, he had already called that one and said they were coming in an hour. So I was like, whatever, I'm just going to humor you, sir. And then hope the next person helps me. Yeah. I was tired and like, and my fiance and the baby were there and I was like breastfeeding the baby. And I literally did not sleep in about four days at that point. Like I would maybe sleep like 20 minutes. 
it was so scary but that's hard but I don't know what it's like for like what was it like for you like were you able to sleep um well I had like my guy my little guy being the reason why I couldn't sleep yeah um I think it took me a couple days when I got home to fully understand the demand of breastfeeding especially at night and always needing to be on and always needing to be at home and sitting eight plus hours a day feeding and waking up every one or two hours feeding that's where I started to go loopy was because of the lack of sleep because of breastfeeding yeah and being up majority of the night um and it was a lack of sleep that caused a lot of anxiety for me and that it grew into like weird stuff just like okay is he is he dead is he like breathing if I hold him like this and I like walk around the corner am I gonna hit his head on the corner of the wall and like all these weird anxiety things got really brought up with the lack of sleep Yep, and yep. it got so bad where I started hallucinating. Oh, that, that was yes. not there, and I would always wake up hugging my pillow. I'm like, "What the fuck? I why am I hugging him? Why did I bring him into my bed? Like I'm squeezing the shit out of him right now." I'm like, "It's just your pillow. You are fine." And I literally would wake up thinking that I suffocated my baby from squeezing him too hard. Or this something like that. happened to me too. That happened to me for weeks after, like, once they finally made it so I could sleep. Yeah. Uh, that happens so often. And I sleep with a teddy bear, but I had to get rid of my teddy bear for months until I, because I did the same thing. I would be holding the teddy bear and then I would be like, oh my God, I suffocated yeah. my baby. Or I sometimes would wake up and be flipping the comforter around looking for him. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, he's in his bassinet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. me feel so much better that you, like, it sucks. It's a horrible feeling. But I'm it, also yeah. like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. It's honestly, the lack of sleep is literally a form of torture. It yeah. is a form of torture for sure. And I don't know when people are like, haha, sleep now because you won't sleep when the baby's here it's like well I can't freaking bank my hours of sleep like I wish I can and I don't know his sleep really when people ask about his sleep it really triggers me like because he does not sleep throughout the night and he's nine months which is fine and for the longest time in the beginning it was so hard for me to accept it because I was always waiting for like okay when is he gonna sleep through the night is it tonight is it tomorrow? When is it going to happening? Yep. And then anticipation of ex- expecting him to sleep through the night as normal babies apparently do. And um, the lack of sleep, I got, I don't know, I'd say like I'm a very patient person. But my little guy takes up all my patience. And I don't have patience anymore for anyone else. And I'm finding myself definitely expressing more anger than I used to before. <laughs> You're so like, much like me. Like, yeah, I like too. I'm angry all the time. Oh. 
and people like at work I work with seniors with dementia and they're always like oh no you have amazing patience and like I do I have really a lot of patience and it has never been tested as much as now yes yeah I'm just and I'm not back at work yet like yeah oh boy (laughs) oh boy it's seriously a whole boy because like I don't know I already like sometimes I tell my husband I like if he's at work I text him at like 7 30 in the morning already and be like today's already been an overstimulating day just as a heads up when you're home (laughs) yes I do the same thing yeah and it's so funny because as soon as I send him that text then suddenly my baby will be like behaving so nicely or he'll be like you know what I'm gonna go to sleep now I'm gonna do my nap yeah and so now I just like I I always am like okay nope he's not going to sleep and then I send my fiance a text and then I'm like okay now you're gonna go to sleep aren't you (laughs) it's just weird (laughs) it's like Murphy's Law and and he's um my little ones the same as yours would not sleep through the night for so long mm-hmm. he finally did I think it was about 11 months yeah and he slept through the night for about a week <gasps> and then he went through another regression for like... uh, those stupid <laughs> sleep regressions we're at 5 30 a.m wake-ups right now same yep, yep. <laughs> well I know there's I know like I keep reminding myself I know this is not forever yeah and this is where my patience comes in for him. I don't mind waiting because I know this is not forever. Yep. But man, I would love to fucking sleep again. Yes. It would be such a gift to sleep in past 7.30. That would be so nice. <laughs> I would love it so much. <laughs> it really is. I, I never ever thought that I would. I love sleeping. I've always loved sleeping. <laughs> But I yeah. like, never thought that I would ever miss it that much. <laughs> yeah. Whenever my sister sleeps in, like, she'll be like, wow, I slept until 8 a.m. today. She does. She well, she actually does have a kid, but yeah. it's her um, like she didn't raise him. He's a teenager. So, mm. yeah. So she gets to sleep in and I'm like. I'm so jealous of you, but also just like so happy that you get to experience that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you feel like you still get your highs and lows as he still ages? Yeah, it's just like finally. Um, I might have told you this part about the breastfeeding. I can't remember. So um, yes. Yeah, because once I so I did counseling for about eight months. Yeah. Um, and we worked on a lot of things and I just felt like there was always this one thing that I couldn't get under control and I didn't know what it was. I was like, I feel like I'm doing so good, but then I'll just have a huge crash and I'll have a panic attack. And actually once I stopped breastfeeding, I suddenly was doing great. Like interesting. I do still have my highs and lows like, um, like before, but they also adjusted my medications. I had no idea that the medication I was on, what on the low dose that I was on, really doesn't ever do anything for anyone. Hmm. Yeah. So they adjusted it. Like, I'm literally on, 
I, I think three times as much as I used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that has made a big difference. So I do have my highs and lows, but they're not as bad as they were before I had a baby. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if that well, makes sense. <laughs> no, it does make sense. And I'm happy that you finally found finally someone that understood what you needed. Oh, yeah. Um, what, yeah, what you needed. Me too. Because I feel like not only did they help me with my current problem where I was having postpartum anxiety and depression, but they also got me to like an even better point than I ever had been before. Mm-hmm. So um, every day is still hard and I like rarely ever get to shower and I yeah. sometimes cry because I'm like, I miss when I could just watch Netflix all day and not worry about anything yeah like I do have those days of course but yeah it's a little bit easier to deal with I guess yeah 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 I definitely um I actually never done counseling until uh until my little guy was three months yep then I finally made an appointment and took about a month to actually see someone and at that time, I kind of already, like, I'm like, oh, it's already kind of figured out, like, thanks, but talking to my counselor or whatever, we had a couple appointments, and I felt a lot better, but now I had, like, such a, like, sh- I don't know, a crazy day the other day where it's, like, I'm a shitty mom, this is, like, so hard, like, woe is me, like, I miss all the things that I used to can do that I definitely need to start back up on my counseling appointments again. And yeah. yeah, I actually just started counseling again today. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, I think I had like a five month break. And then yeah. um, I started with a new counselor today. Yeah. And I'm she when she did my test to like see where my stress levels were and all of that. It was pretty low. Yeah. Um, like, but still, she's like, I can still see that something's going on with you. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm kind of excited for this round of counseling, though, because I'm, like, not in distress. So I feel like maybe I'll actually get some good things out of it and not constantly be feeling like I'm drowning and the slur mm-hmm. is my life vest. <laughs> yes. Well, I hope yeah. it goes well for you. It's nice. Like, it should be more normalized, this kind of thing about talking about it and knowing that reaching out to people is okay and counseling is okay and I don't know like how I always reflect on women in the 1950s how the fuck did they do that all by themselves with their husbands or like I don't know like husbands at work all day and come home and obviously not help with the kids I'm assuming obviously general point assuming that that was the 1950s I know, yeah, that's like how it is on TV for sure. So yes. that's also my understanding of it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I asked my, both of my grandmas, I was like, how did you do this? One grandma had three kids and was a nurse, and the other grandma had four kids. And I was just like, how did you survive? It's so weird. And one grandma's like the one that was a nurse. Yeah, she was able to be like super honest with me and talk to me. I called her when I was in the mental health unit, actually, like every day and talk to her. And then the other grandma is like more reserved. 
she still she still gives me tips and stuff but yeah I'm like I don't get it I still don't know how you guys did this I don't know and like even back in the day too people um women tend to have more kids mm-hmm. like can you imagine popping out seven no seven, like you know what I mean yeah I really cannot yeah. it's like even um like I've me and my fiance have pretty much decided we only want one kid yeah but even thinking about okay what if we had two seems like the scariest thing ever (laughs) that's so funny I know uh, my husband and I always discussed about having three and then after the first one he's like yeah I don't want them to outnumber us we're only having two yeah and I do um, think, yeah. like, if you can handle two, I think that's great because you have one sister too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I grew up with my sister. She's a year younger than me. And we're still, like, the bestest friends ever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, if I could give my baby a sibling, I would. But we, we actually, we've decided we're, like, we're still open to adoption. Just not Aww. having our own. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah so. and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's beautiful in itself, you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so crazy. <laughs> and yeah, just reflecting on everything. Motherhood is crazy and it is just so new and transitions are difficult. And what's great is that the reason why I wanted to like start a podcast about it was because mostly on social media you see the good things yeah and people tend not to talk about their struggles their challenges and how hard it is which is fine some people are not comfortable sharing which is on them and that's totally okay yeah but then as a new mom and you're looking through all this it's like okay well I don't feel like that or my baby's not doing that or I don't know you start questioning everything then it's like well fuck now I feel shitty I'm not a good mom and like all this mom guilt and it's not a good feeling and you feel like alone going through it yeah so I wanted to constantly looking for someone to connect to that gets it and you if you don't know that person personally then you're like watching tv or you're on your phone or you're reading a book and you're like where is the person who feels the same as me this doesn't mm-hmm. make sense because otherwise mm-hmm. you feel like something's wrong with you or mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah so I'm really glad you are doing this too the podcast yeah, I hope that yeah this is the first one and I hope it takes off and if there's already listeners out there listening right now thank you and thank you so much for uh sharing your experience Cody thank you too because I that's something I wanted to do and I was finally ready and you like messaged me at the perfect time so that's awesome well Well, it was was (laughs) no thank you thank you so much for listening to the first episode of new mother trucker I hope that this podcast can create a conversation for new parents that are going through a difficult transition into motherhood so please take a listen and join us for our next episode